take a chance on your inner creativity. And if you are creating something, keep doing it. And I think that creating is one of the best things we can do for ourselves as we grow up. Because as children, we're always creative and playing imaginative play. And then you get into responsibility of adulthood. And I see a lot of that go away in people. And I like to, I think that's where with my art or people see other things and they're like, wow, how do you have time to do this? And I'm like, oh, how do I have time not to do this? <laughs> create. Go create. You're listening to Lisa Caprelli, a children's book author from Huntington Beach, California, discussing her latest writing project, Unicorn Jazz. She's our guest today on the podcast. <laughs> Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. So much fun we're going to have. And how's the weather today out in California? Oh, it's actually rainy. It's not typically, uh, typically it's sunny. Um, I'm so blessed uh, to have a creative space a block from the ocean, but it's still I'm enjoying every single day. So Lisa, how did you come up with the idea for Unicorn Jazz? Uh, so many creative things happened. Um, first of all, I, um, I'm a mar- marketing and branding has been my career for most of my life and building businesses and companies and people and, and really uh, taking what their story and messages and, and putting it into action, whether it's a book, whether it's a website, whether it's a social media message or a talk. And having repeated that formula many times, uh, I took a step back a year and a half ago and I wanted to become a, a full-time author writer and, and, and make that my, my lifelong career. And so I stopped taking on clients in the marketing and branding space, even though I've, I'm so blessed I built a good reputation and I have a, I still have a, a, a team of people that will serve those clients that come to me uh, thanks to the, the talent and, and the, the teams and, and our branding. So with that said, I decided to work on me and what it is I love. I mean, oftentimes we hear our whole lives, do what you love, find your purpose, do your mission, you know, and when you do that, that it won't be work. It'll just be more enjoyment. And so it took me some while to figure out, well, what is my thing? What is my message? And I've written several books. I have another book that just came out called Skip a Step, Imparting Wisdom for young entrepreneur minds. And so that was already going on. It took two and a half years to make that. I came up with Unicorn Jazz uh, idea in October of uh, 2018, not too far ago. And on Tuesday, I told uh, my boyfriend, Chris, I said, um, I'm going to write a book about a unicorn and we're going to sell products. We're going to, you know, I started doing this vision of branding. I had also started studying unicorns and how popular they are as a global um, phenomenon. And so I just said, like, no one has made unicorn into a brand. Like you think of Hello Kitty is a brand, but no one has done that with the unicorn and not the way that of course I uniquely want to do and, and put a lot of time and love since then. So within a week, I wrote the first store unicorn jazz started posting on social media, writing a book about a unicorn and had all this engagement more than I thought I would have. And then people just started coming to me saying, how would you like to do this with that? Or have you thought of that? And I already had thought of again, maybe in it more than just a book. And so then I knew um, based on the success and, and um, the book came out in two months, I gave myself two months, Randy, to get this book out. I don't know why I did that because, but I did, I really, it was important for me to get it out before Christmas and my illustrator Davey Villalobos, um, he got the heart of the story uh, and 
you know, right on time, we, he started, the, the illustrations were coming in, and I was just jumping for joy because he got it right. I mean, the illustrations, as you know, for a children's book author are everything. They can make or break the book. So that's, that's a short story about Unicorn Jazz. Yeah, and that's uh, pretty interesting that you bring up the Hello Kitty and there's kind of no unicorn compliment. So that's, that's a really good point. Yeah, well, and and so again, we have songs that come out. There's a lot that we haven't pushed out to the world yet, um, just for many reasons. Uh, I have the name Unicorn Jazz uh, trademark going, um, and also the Unicorn Jazz. Um, if you take a look at her tail, it's like a musical note, and we did that because we each of the books are going to have a song, and we, you know, I, you know, I'm a mom, and I remember always singing to my children, and when books came with a song or when we would, you know, watch Sesame Street. And I mean, to this day, I can remember Sesame Street, Sesame Street songs and lessons since I was little. And, and so it's almost like it, you're, you're touching on different senses when you're singing, when you're reading, when you're looking at an illustration and photo. And it, it brings so much to – you can teach children so much by touching on all these different senses. And, and I do have a background in social psychology. I spent my life studying human behavior – and I, um, so it was a combination of, of being able to give back and, and to me, obviously give back to children, parents, teachers, counselors, combining all the skills I had. And, uh, but I mean, I'm on a, I spend more of my life working as, with adults and teaching them. And, and I just feel like as you get older, you know, we each have the ability to impart wisdom to the younger generation. And so it was, it's been a lot of fun to, to teach the younger generation. And I've been reaching out and, and, and working with the younger generation for a while, whether it was through talks or, in, you know, being a mentor. And I would find that the, the students or the young people that I would teach a message or, or teach about the real world, or uh, they became friends and they, they loved it. They would suck it up. And, and so it's a fun age to teach and give back to the younger generation. And it's just a neat way to use your own life skills and imagination to really create anything you want. Yeah, that's really good. So growing up, were you always into creative writing or did it develop later on? Okay, so I always say my only voice was on paper. So I, ever since I can remember, I used at age seven years old, I loved writing. I I went straight to first grade, not kinder, and I was shy as a mouse. I was super introverted until really, until I got out of high school. And I never thought I would be public speaking today. I never thought I would actually be an accomplished author and writer. I always had, I always had a dream and a vision of being an author since I was little, but I never thought I could, you know, there was not probably not enough encouragement or maybe it was my own voices saying, I don't know, you know, as we know, it's hard to become an accomplished author and do all these things that, as, like I said, I've, I've changed my life and, and it's, I still have a lot ahead of me. However, uh, I love doing what I do and every single day, so many great things are happening based on the line of work that I'm doing. But, um, but to me, being able to write is, I spent a lot of time reading, studying all kinds of different books. And, and once you, as a writer, an author decide that, you know what, I have a voice and my voice and message is going to be different. It's supposed to be. You can draw from wisdom and, and things you've heard or read about. 
but it's almost like when you just believe in yourself, and that's one of the messages of Unicorn Jazz is about believing in yourself. You really can do anything you want. So um, it's just, I, I love writing. I, I'm naturally more of a listener and observer. I, I People would think I'm extroverted today, and I'm probably a combination of both. I think you kind of have to be when you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> and uh, however, um, I... I still love to be locked in a room or locked in, you know, go to the beach and, and adventure to me is writing. Yeah. You bring up a good point. Having that balance between the extrovert and the introvert um, mm-hmm. is definitely a skill set for an entrepreneur for sure. Right. So as a kid, did you have any authors or stories that you particularly admired? Yeah. So I loved Danny and the Dinosaur by Sid Hoff. S-Y-D-H-O-F-F. So those books are still around. I gave them to my kids when they were little. I read them backwards and forwards over and over again. And it's probably because my first grade teacher, Mrs. Johnson, I'll never forget her name, and, and, and she believed in me. And she took the time to notice me. And that meant so much to me as, as a little girl. And at the end of the, the last year of school, she gave me a, a Sid Hoff book, and it was Danny and the Dinosaur. And I felt, first of all, I grew up really poor and, and really, like, just you know so different than what I see around me today and I cherished that book and she wrote a note in there and I was she's I was her most improved student that year and and just those little things meant a lot and I that book was sacred so the you know once I read uh that book I wanted to just more when I go to the library I was I loved picture books in fact I love them so much that when I got older and the picture books went away because now they're just textbooks I used to be like upset, like why do the pictures go away? <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all relate to that one. <laughs> I know, right? Well, that's why we like movies. Or in some of my books, I still insert quotes and I still try to put visuals because I think that you can your brain picks up more when you're, again you're using more senses. Um, I loved, you know, I loved all kinds of children's books. I love Dr. Seuss, and I know Dr. Seuss Week is coming up. Um, I loved being a mom and, and reading new books to my children and discovering, you know, all these new ones that are out there. And my little one, Stella Luna, is a popular one. And he loved reading that over and over again until one day he read, they read it to you. And it's, that's a lot of fun as well. Yeah. So, Lisa, tell me about your writing routine. Do you like coffee shops? Do you like the quiet living room? What, how do you like to write? Good question. Uh, so oftentimes I think I'm going to write when I go away on vacation, which I, we are afforded to do. Um, I, I feel like I don't have a rhyme or reason. It's just when I want to do it, I set myself to do it, putting technology aside. I, I love, I have a beautiful view outside my living room and that having a view is uh, inspiring for me. I just said yesterday, I don't, I can't write at a coffee shop. That's just too, again, if I didn't have a great place where I have now in my home, um, Maybe I would, uh, but I've, I, my, I have a beautiful home. Um, I'm also an artist. I have art, my, my favorite art pieces all over, and it's just, it's almost like my home is my sanctuary, and it's just putting in the time, and I could do it. I, I'm an early bird. I can get up at 4 or 5 a.m. and get a lot done. By 7, 8 o'clock, I, I can accomplish a lot. Um, so probably I'm more of a morning person. I, I never write at night. That's not my time. And you mentioned that you're an artist as well. Have you ever done illustrations for your own books? 
No, not yet. And and people told me I should. My art is is very abstract, and I thought of doing the, my own book, my own work for Unicorn Jazz, but it just it didn't. Maybe in the future I would do that. I have so many art pieces, and they're they're really I have photographed them well that I could I could do that, but because I have so many things going and I do like to move quickly, uh, it just seems easier to just find an illustrator. <laughs> and, and my illustrator, Damien Villalobos, I have to honor him so much. Uh, uh, he's from my hometown of El Paso, Texas. He is also my cousin, um, but he didn't get this work because he's my cousin. I just, he's a great illustrator and, and it was a lifelong dream for him to be published He's, he's actually a writer and an illustrator and working and pushing him to do his own books. And um, I'm so proud of his work and, and his uh, in doing the art and, and creating. And, and I just, you know, I, I refer him to other people sometimes because I, I want him to keep, you know, when you're creative and you can actually get paid for your creativity, it makes you want to do more of it. Yeah, that's really good to hear that you're uh, supporting him in that way. Yeah, and it's fun because we've turned um, some of the images into other things like on Amazon, if you just unicorn jazz t-shirts. We, I have like a, between three and five. I, I, I put new ones up. I put a new one up with unicorn jazz uh, saying be bold and brave. And then Wolf the Crow is a character, a sidekick, if you will, for unicorn jazz. And because of his popularity, as I read to children and, and, and parents in elementary school schools, uh, they love Wolf the Crow. And so it becomes like a more of a book for boys and girls and not just you know, initially people think of unicorns and it's just going to be a girly thing. But my messages are, are actually for both boys and girls. And uh, boys, in fact, will come up to me and say, I love the message or they relate to Wolf the Crow. Wolf the Crow is, is the, believes in unicorn jazz. And, and my next book is, uh, is what about Wolf the Crow, uh, going back in time a little where he's, he leaves the nest. And again, you'll have to read, get the book to read what happens. Um, but Again, it's almost like I needed the first one to go present it, get feedback. And then um, I, Wolf the Crow is, uh, Wolf is named after my cat. My cat is named Wolf, W-O-O-F. And so children love hearing that. And then they want to know more about Wolf. Like, what's his last name? And I'm like, the crow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they, so it's almost like really, again, I'm using imagination and, you know, I'll say like, can you imagine if you were a wolf and your name, you know, if you were a crow and your name was wolf and a name that a dog would have. And so again, it's just, it's just having fun with it. Like there's no, the cool thing about being a child and about fairy tales and, and magical creatures like a unicorn is, is you can be whatever you want to be with that. And, and Wolf the Crow, the second story is, has a lot of humor in it. I read it to my 13 year old Trey. It was a big YouTuber, TradeJam.com, the plug for him. He just reached 100,000 subscribers this week, over 40, 50 million views. And we're going to introduce uh, Unicorn Jazz and Wolf the Crow on his YouTube channel coming up. Uh, and, and it's just been so much fun uh, to get the feedback. And, and Wolf the Crow, uh, I have stickers and a T-shirt, and it says, I believe in you. So now a lot of men or boys are wearing the Wolf the Crow T-shirts that came from Unicorn Jazz. And so I just, it, it just makes me so excited to 
know that the work that I did, the work that you do for if you're an author or, or aspiring um, author, that it can have an, an impact on other people. Absolutely. And that's really good to hear that the sidekick is getting a lot of attention. Yeah, sometimes I like it more. Wolf the Crow, I'm actually right now wearing a Wolf the Crow t-shirt. Uh, and so, yeah, and so um, as we, we create more, we have uh, works to do an animated series, and that came out early on before the book even came out, the visions for that. And so thankfully, I, I've worked with the creative team, and now they we all believe in this vision and the huge global vision of making the lessons there, making using stories, you know, that people of all ages can relate to. And then um, the books uh, will have, as the first one does, a curriculum guide, activity book, Randy. We have a coloring book. And again, all this was done in about three months. And I just, you know, Unicorn Jazz is probably consumed six to eight hours of my day. And then I'm still working on other projects. I help authors write their books now. Um, other people realize their dreams. So it's, it's balancing it all. Um, and so I'm excited for what the future is and just knowing that it's, I'm in the headed in the right direction because I took the leap of faith to follow my dream and execute it with a plan. Yep. That all sounds really amazing. And I'll be looking forward to the uh, animated piece that you're uh, developing as well. Thank you so much, Randy. So, Lisa, what inspires you to continue writing? You know, there's so many reasons, but one of the things I say about writing is that it's the legacy you leave that no one can take away. We have, time is promised to no one. I have a T-shirt that says time is promised to no one. I talk about it all the time. So we're on Earth a limited time. We don't even know how long we're going to live. That's for sure. And I feel like when I pass on this Earth, I'm going to have left behind a whole bunch of stuff. My book, Skip the Step which is an incredible book for really people of all ages, where we took 13 different interviews, entrepreneur leaders, and asked them what was the meaning of life based on their story. And every single person, including myself, there was challenges and struggle in there and the joy in overcoming that. And again, living your life's purpose. Uh, so I have a series of skip a step books that will come out. I, I, I say, I don't know how many books I'm going to have when I'm when, by the time I die, but that writing to me is that important. Uh, the York of Unicorn Jazz and all the books that, you know, I just hope I do get to live a long time so I could get to leave behind this for my children and their children's children and, and so many people all over the world. And, and I always had this inner voice and message in the past several years when I was not following my purpose that kept saying to me, what are you doing? You're supposed to be helping millions of people. Like this is the voice I had all the time. And I say, okay, you know, I, I believe in God and the universe I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I have a skill set and, and my skill set came back to writing. Absolutely. And the life purpose is just so important. Yes, absolutely. Living your life purpose. So Lisa, uh, you mentioned your school teacher that believed in you early on. Did you have any other mentors that helped you along your writing journey? Yes. Oh my gosh. So many. And I mentioned them in my book, Skip a Step. So I call them and Unicorn Jazz. So Unicorn Jazz, as I said, Wolf the Crow is the character that believes in her. So I always tell people now, who's your Wolf the Crow? <laughs> so, and, and it could be your teacher. It could be that one. And, and it takes sometimes those one person that will change your life. 
So um, I always talk about Cindy Kirkland. Um, when I was like tw in my young 20s in El Paso, Texas, I worked at a court reporting firm. And she saw my work ethic and all the skills that I had. And she would say to me, I've never seen someone like you. I've met, met, worked with thousands and thousands of employees and people. And we had dialogues and we would talk all the time. And I, it opened me up to ask questions more about business and learning from her. So I learned so much from this one company and more important, Cindy, and her messages of constantly saying, get out, do more things, you can become more. And and I finally, it, I don't know out of how many times that she told me that. I finally just said, like, am I, you know, I'm badass. Like Cindy says, I need to leave and go and do this. And, and, and it really gave me that confidence. So fast forward, I've told this story many times. Fast forward 15, 20 years later, I'm living in California and I became a CEO of my own company. I became an artist. I'm doing more, I'm writing. And then we connected, you know, 15, 20 years later. And we just kind of cried. And I said to her, look, this is what, and I said, I have to thank you. You believed in me. And we like cried. And she's just like, oh my God, like she'd never even expected that. She never expected me to come find her. I mean, I, I did some research to find her in Texas. and. And we stay connected. And then within less than a year, she hired me to help brand and market a, a technology a business that she'd been working on. So all these years, we're like jumping for joy. We get to work again. One of my favorite people in the world, friends and, and colleagues. And then just stay connected. And, and to, to this day, I, I just, she's the best, she's the best friend of mine. One of my best friends that we text and she sees the work I'm doing in, in this and she's still the cheerleader and still my wolf to grow and just saying, I'm so proud of you. And, and I think that, and, and I do that, I give that to other people and I say, I'm proud of them. Like, like celebrate other people's successes. And I think a lot of times people maybe could be envious or it could be the, the thoughts in your head that think that, but there are people that are truly happy and proud of your work. My sisters have helped. My family have helped in the unicorn jazz. They, they they're spreading the messages and great work and I I I it's like I now go yes there's a lot of people that want to help you there's a lot of people that want to be your your cheerleader or or, or give you you know and if you don't have that in your life go get it <laughs> <laughs> that is a really inspiring story thank you yeah so and again, I, I just always tell people it takes one. And the, the, that's one of the messages of Unicorn Jazz, our first book, is, is one person believing you can change your life. And so whether you're the person that needs to find that or you can be the person that imparts wisdom to someone else or you can be the person that believes in any, someone around you, your child, your grandchild, your coworker, your friend, and and develop that relationship with them because it, we all need someone to to have someone believe in us. I, I it's hard for me to imagine I would have done any of this work or books without all these people believing in me. I, I wouldn't be here today. Uh, and to just have the self motivation to say I'm going to write a book and do all this without I, I I don't I can't even think it's possible. And I think that's why as human beings we are. Um, I'm blessed to have uh, social interaction and human connection. Absolutely. That belief is so powerful. I completely agree. So let's talk about Unicorn Jazz. Tell me about the premise of the project and what it's all about. 
So Unicorn Jazz is is a, is is to me it's it's a global message that children of all ages and the parents and teachers and counselors can share. Um, in this first book, uh, Unicorn Jazz moves to a new land, and we actually made it. Um, we put uh, El Paso, my hometown, um, which is a border town right across as is, far is as Mexico. And there's a lot of, I'm Hispanic, and so I wanted to go back to my hometown and kind of give something. And they love, you know, El Paso's not a place you see on the map very often. <laughs> and I just love that I, I gave it, it, again, it could be whatever I want, imagination. I didn't have to use true to fact images about the desert and living what that's like. So, do you know Corn Jasmine's to New Land? The land has all sorts of animals and gorgeous illustrations that Davey Villalobos did. And uh, the unicorn trying to, is trying to make friends with the different animals, the gecko, the gecko says, I see you. And, and she meets the giraffes and the giraffes are saying to her, well, you're, how are you going to eat the tops of the trees? You're not as tall. And, and so it's kind of showing her little struggle until she comes, she wanders into the mountains and then she comes um, across uh, Wolf the Crow and she's singing a song and he's, and then she says, who are you? And he says, my name is Wolf. I am a crow. I know you must be thinking who would take a name like Wolf seriously. I have a name that a dog should have. So then he says to her, oh my, what would I do with a voice like yours, Unicorn Jazz? And she's like, really? And, and so then she's, there's a song in there that I'm not going to sing, but you could Google Unicorn Jazz song. My good friend Carrie Kasem is the voice uh, behind the song. And singer-songwriter Thancha Anderson helped write it. And so now she goes into the schoolyard, fast forward, and she sings, and all the animals stop and stare and say, we didn't know you had this voice. Like, we're so sorry. We want to play with you. Um, I'm summarizing the book, obviously. And, and at the end, uh, the last page I'm going to read, it says, so she was glad that she was different. Jazz had a message and a song to share. It's be happy with your light. You are bold. You shine so bright. And again, the song, you can, kids can Google, and that's being developed also into more things that people can use with the unicorn jazz book and 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 then she's happy and and that's the first story and so the takeaway that when i've asked children what do they take away is 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 maybe at a time in their life they felt lonely or they've been witness to someone that's felt lonely and how they overcame that um again with the crow and believing in you is a is a powerful message is that the parents or, or counselors or, or teachers can can relate to um, and also for children that they could be the voice for someone else, maybe a peer, maybe um, I often say because I was that little girl that was the shyest one in the class that, that seems invisible, I, that was me. So in a sense, I'm, I'm reaching out to the other shyest person, boy or girl in the class. And then I also would say to, say to children, like whenever teachers gave us journal assignment or writing assignments and they would say, write two paragraphs, I was the girl that did 10 paragraphs and write two pages I did six pages and so people will come up and say I'm that person too I like to write so again I just identify I am obviously not going to identify with everyone I, I don't I can't possibly but there's a lot of people a lot of children that grow up that that don't have a voice or maybe they haven't learned communication skills because of whatever it's just everyone has a different personality and you know parents you know maybe they're too busy maybe the parents don't have the communication skills um, that I spent my lifetime studying 
because I grew up not having it, Randy, I spent my life studying human behavior. It's why I was a degree in social psychology, even though I have a strong business background, it was so important to me that without knowing how to interact with humans, you're not going to have a business very long. That's so true. So true. So how would you describe your typical reader out there? What is their age group? Well, Unicorn Jazz is for, um, it's really for, uh, I would say it's birth to, you know, 13 years old. And, but even beyond that, um, my book, Skip a Step, is for young minds, teens, college students, or people uh, starting a career over and, and really want to follow the purpose and, and take the risk on that, as we see that entrepreneurs do change their life, become happy, and, and have this success, even though it doesn't happen that easy. Um, I mean, I'm proof that you can be anything you want to be. And my messages are for people of all ages that whether they're starting over or they're learning at an early age that they could be creative and, and do what they want. And if you start over, it doesn't matter. My, my last message in the book, Skip a Step, that's by F. Scott Fitzgerald, is I hope you live a life you're proud of. I hope you live a life that's true. And if you're not, I hope you have the strength to start over again. Mm. And that can apply to any age. And, and so, um, yeah, so I, I feel that my, my purpose now, because it's just happening intuitively, is just is children, children of all ages. However, I'm able to have the dialogues with the parents of these children. I'm able to have the dialogues with businesses and entrepreneurs because that was my first career for such a long time. So I feel like I get a lot of respect and honor now from really people of all ages. And I didn't know what that, that would happen. I, I'm very humbled by it. I'm very blessed. And I, there's times that I still, I, I say, I can't believe this is my life. I say this to my boyfriend, Chris, and, and I'm constantly saying, thank you for believing in me and, and letting me follow my dreams. And, and uh, because if he didn't believe in that, just, I don't mean, would I still do this? Probably. But everyone is just like, no, you need to do this. You just light up when you talk about unicorn jazz. So everyone around me, we talk about unicorn jazz all the time. I can, I'll never get tired of talking about it. <laughs> it's, it's so fun to hear about too. That's the thing. Yeah. So yeah, when we, when we finish our people listening, um, Google unicorn jazz friendship song, it's the first one out. It'll be on Spotify and iTunes. We're getting the studios to get it the final version. But again, we're incorporating a whole theme and, and we want to be um, the purveyors of, of unicorn jazz for many things, unicorns. So, Lisa, what advice would you give the younger version of yourself who's just starting out as a writer? Gosh, I would say complete something and then complete another thing, whether that's an essay, whether it's a, a poster that you enter yourself in the contest, you know, if you're a younger person. Uh, again, it's so easy to write a book today. To me, I've made it simple. I'm happy to I help people. I'm helping teens right now write their own books. They didn't know the steps to do it. And it's, it's a lot easier to get published or self-published today. So I would say complete it, get your work out to the world, meaning that other people see it. Um, and I wish, again, thanks to technology, people can do that of all ages. I, I, we didn't have Amazon when we were younger. We didn't grow up with the internet in our pocket. So I would say to, to younger people or my younger self, um, I wish I would have had a time machine and could have had Amazon, but I would have just said, save your work. You never, I, I, I regret that I don't have things when I was a little girl. 
the, to look at. Um, so save things. If you're a parent and you have a writer on your hand, save his or her work 20, 30 years later. And you never know. And I feel like I needed to go through all those experiences in my life. Um, I, I was interviewing someone right before a call, Randy, and, and her, one of her things she read was, your mess is your message. And I rarely like that. Your mess is your message. And I often use the word struggle, that sometimes people struggle, what really can get them into the thing they're supposed to be doing. So I think sometimes you need life's experiences. I mean, God, at eight years old, I had no life experience. How would I know I was going to learn all these things? There's no way. And even though, like, I wish I could have done this more in my 20s or even more in my 30s, um, and I'm in my 40s now, I, I think it's just how it needed to be. I needed to go through all of that to be where I'm at right now. Absolutely. Yes, that, uh, that makes a lot of good sense. So, Lisa, we've spoken about other projects you're working on. Um, yeah. What other uh, projects are you visioning, especially with Unicorn Jazz? Um, Unicorn Jazz is going to be a global phenomenon. It's, it's, it is, and it's already happened. And so many people come and say, introduce me to this person or that that can help. And more speaking, uh, getting up, because I do have a, a, a background in PR. I have, a, I have some publicist friends and helping me again to get the message out. And I feel, again, as I would share with people, to brand yourself, it's not going to just come to you. You've got to do the work. And so I will speak to anybody. The, the book is also going in Spanish. It'll be published um, probably very soon. Um, and so I want to speak to share with other countries, um, share it with underprivileged children, and, and probably because I was once one of them. And I want to be able to touch and, and have that meaning. Uh, and I just feel like life organically is going to take me places. I also have a book coming out this year called uh, The Five Hats. And um, I'm co-authoring that with Alexis Maran, a friend and a therapist. And in the five hats, and people love talking about the five hats, that this is based on all my interviews I've had with amazing people, with people from Skip a Step, interviews I've done in my radio background of interviewing people and my quest for happiness, meaning, and joy, which I think is a lot of people's quest. So the, I've come up with the five hats and um, areas to uh, – Areas to have meaning and happiness in your life. So five areas that I feel, based on my research, is the first hat is family. The second hat is friendship. The third hat is business career. We all need that to fund our lives. The fourth hat is connection, intimacy. And then the fifth hat is adventure. And when I tell that to people, they like, wow. And, and they want to, so I'm developing that book. And, it's a, and really it's about first fulfilling that within yourself as a human being. And imagine that each hat that we get to wear is like a fuel meter. Sometimes you're spending more time in one or the other. And what I have found, Randy, is when someone spends more time, like like I've, I've been the person that was obsessively working seemingly 80 hours a week. So I'm hat number three, business hat, working too much. And then discovering that then like, well, God, I neglected my family or this from that and having that regret. And so now that I have a balance, and I do this with my, and this is great for when you, if you're in a relationship, so you know what each other's hats are. And there's no right or, or wrong, but it, now you're aware of that. So if I could have given this to my younger self, I think I would have raised the adventure more, raised the family more, and maybe not have been so obsessed about work so much. Because, again, time is not promised to no one. And, and I feel like when you, you're going to have happiness and make the people around you happy when you're having this fulfillment. 
And again, if you're out of if you're out of college, you're going to probably be working more because you have to do that. So I feel like different decades and and ages of age spans of your life they're going to be different. But it's really helped me in my relationship where he goes, "This is what's important in my hats, and this is where I need to work on them more." And then I, because I've actually can coin have coined this, I try to like master or, or put a lot of time in them and making sure that. I'm fulfilled in all these areas because I'm able to look at a broader sense of myself. Yeah. I really love the fact that you have number five as adventure. <laughs> Good. That is like the best thing. Uh, right. That's <laughs> what my boyfriend's favorite hat is, is adventure. He likes to ski. We liked, and so he, so we go do the things that he likes to do. I'm not a skier like him, but I'll do other things or that's when I'll write my writing for me is my adventure. Um, hiking, but yeah. And so I feel like a lot of times people will put off that, vacation put off their ding because I don't have time or God I wish I could go on but adventure could be anything it's whatever you want it to be and and if you're in a relationship you're, you're going to have different interests so it's honoring the adventure in someone else because people when you when you let people be their best selves and their happiest selves they give their best selves back to you and Lisa where can readers buy your books if you go on Amazon, Lisa Caprelli, uh, my books will all come up. Um, my website, Lisa Caprelli, C-A-P-R-E-L-L-I.com. Unicorn Jazz, you can Google that and it'll lead you to all my other books. Um, um, and yeah, I, I just know that I'm going to keep writing and, and be giving back to the different ages and, and the knowledge. And um, it's just so, I just want to live a long time to do a lot of books, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we've also got your website linked up on the Creative Writing Magic website and our Twitter feed. Wonderful. Well, I look forward to finding your greatest work. And thank you so much as well for having the platform and voice for people like me and other people to get their greatest messages and work out to the world. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And Lisa, before we close the show, is there anything else that you'd like to share? I just like to share with people that take a chance on your inner creativity. And if you are creating something, keep doing it. And I think that creating is one of the best things we can do for ourselves as we grow up, because as children, we're always creative and playing imaginative play. And then you get into responsibility of adulthood. And I see a lot of that go away in people. And I like to, I think that's where with my art or people see other things and they're like, wow, how do you have time to do this? And I'm like, oh, how do I have time not to do this? Create. Go create. Such a good message. Okay, so that's all the time we have for today. Lisa, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you, Randy. Have a great day. And thank you, listener. You make this all possible. If you like this podcast, feel free to support us on Patreon and consider subscribing. The link to Patreon is in the description. Also, if you're an aspiring writer and would like to learn more about creative writing and writing coaching services, contact us on the Creative Writing Magic website. And also, be sure to subscribe to the email newsletter to receive email notifications when new episodes are available. And as always, thanks so much for listening, stay inquisitive, support the arts, and keep creating. Bye for now. (laughs) 